This is a content warning that this episode is going to talk about loss, grief, and a lot of heavy life topics. Listen at your own discretion. Welcome back to Bitch What? Ooh, another episode. Okay, we're giving you all the energy in this first five seconds. I know, because it's about, about to, to go. get real. Yes. Um, um, Tommy. I'm Chaotic Couture. And yeah, this is Bitch What? We're ready. Yes. Um, <laughs> We're going to handle this like the most positive way that we can, but we also want it to be, well, not that it's negative, it's just real. Yeah. I think we real. want it to be real and, and, and transparent as possible. So the first episode that you got last week was just kicking back off after we've been gone for two weeks. And now we're going to kind of explain where we've been and what mm-hmm. we've been going through. I don't know who wants to start. You want to start or you want me to start? It doesn't matter. What do you feel comfortable doing? Either. Um. Okay. I'll start. Okay. I feel like yours is like it's heavy but less heavy. Yeah. No, that's real. Okay. Um. So recently, shit's been real brazy. That's like my word right now. I'm loving it. Um, so as you all know, I live in New York and wow, I'm already flustered. <laughs> I live in New York and I was working at a nonprofit organization um, that I really enjoyed, but I recently got let go due to funding and a bitch bank account was not ready. And I also recently just moved um because I was living with my partner and we broke up a while ago and we were still living together in our one bedroom apartment and so now I'm in a new space but my rent is more expensive and yeah so this shit is normal but I think um what's harder what's really been hard for me is the fact that I moved to New York in August of 2018 to be with my partner and like shortly after we broke up and when I got there I had a job lined up and it was really going good and then three months of working there I was let go due to funding and then I found another job and the same exact thing happened three months later um, with that job after I had received my like 90-day review and it was amazing um, so I think what I have been dealing with is this feeling of being a failure and not knowing like what my next steps are it's so ambiguous um and I was recently up on a mountain in Massachusetts with (laughs) such a random place to be in such a random state (laughs) with some friends and I was talking about like this feeling of like emptiness and just like it usually when shit happens I see a light at the tunnel Mm. but with this situation I don't really see a light And I don't know what that means. Um, So dealing with that and then like that's the biggest thing because I feel as though we tie so much of who we are into to our jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm learning, trying to figure out what my next steps are and will that be in New York? Will that not be in New York? Because I also feel like I don't have a support system in New York Granted, if y'all know me, I'm friends with all my exes. <laughs> and so I'm still friends with my ex. Um, but other than that, I have like four friends in New York. And most of them are fairly new friendships. And that's not a sa- not the same as having like 
solid friendships that you've had for years and people just know you and just know how to support you. Mm-hmm. So I feel very unsupported right now. Um, I, but like my mom has been amazing and like giving me great talks. But I think that covers um, other stuff we talked about. Um, I'll let Chaotic go. Hey. Um, and on top of that, we're a week. Well, I guess now two weeks later. Yeah, we're two weeks behind. Because last time, so with Tommy, I mean, it's not really a secret. With Tommy coming from New York, we kind of batch record our shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last time they were supposed to come, there was like a huge accident. Yeah. Um, which, again, when you're already dealing with things and you're trying to manage them, it's like another fork in the road. Yeah, I literally was on this bus, like trying to leave New York. We were in New York for three hours. Um, there was an accident um, in the Lincoln Tunnel, and it literally happened a few or so minutes before we left. And that also like triggered me because I'm just like I could have been up under that bridge. To be right. honest, like I could have been a part of the accident, and then like just my overall emotion of like people being hurt. Um, but I ended up getting off that bus because I was about to have a panic attack on the bus. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, so yeah, we didn't end up recording, and so we uh, that put us another week behind. Um, yeah. So thank y'all for being patient. Yes. <laughs> it's been it's been a struggle. I think just trying to also find like the willpower to do stuff has been hard. Yeah. Because I get depressed. Like um, I feel like I'm in a state of depression right now. Um, even though I've been doing stuff, but I'm just going through the motions yeah. without a legit plan for right now. Just kind of going from day to day. Yeah. Um, so. I think that's a emotion that a lot of people share. Yeah. I think it's like the reason I definitely wanted to talk about this because we talk about this in our personal lives a lot. I think it, especially me as like a, a musician or having like a certain amount of followers on Instagram, people always see the good things that we show them. Yeah. And they don't always get to see everything that we're um, going through. You know, like most people who were like there the whole time, everything was going on. Um, our podcast was originally, which it did, it originally launched June 1st. Yes. So we recorded prior to that. We were working on everything. Um, everything was jolly back then. Yes, everything was jolly around like the 17th of May. Um, then I got a phone call from my family one day that was like hey um you know dad fell and hit his head he's on his way to the hospital my family all lives on the eastern shore so like you know he's going to shock trauma meet us at the hospital because i live in baltimore so i go down to the hospital and uh my dad was in hospital for a week like a little over a week so he was in the hospital from the 22nd, I guess, until like the the end of the month. So while this is going on, I'm still hosting parties and doing um, like trying to push the mm-hmm. Baltimore magazine had just dropped. And I was editing the podcast literally while I was like in the waiting room of the, ho- right. of the hospital and like sleeping at the hospital and still going to work and working. And um, long story short, the podcast launched on june 1st and at like 10 p.m on may 31st my father passed away so that was a whole lot um to deal with because we were really excited about the podcast yeah and we were really ready to push it 
Like, yes, it's going to be a thing that we're going to do. And I instantly just fell into, I think you handled everything on the Instagram for the podcast for like the first two or three weeks. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not holding up my end of the deal. But they were. Um, I, but I just felt like I wasn't. I was like, I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. I literally had my calendar open because I'm bad with dates. Um so in the midst of that that happened the 31st the next friday i had a show in baltimore mm-hmm. um i worked that whole week i had a show in baltimore then at night same night i had a show in dc the next night we came to brooklyn for brooklyn pride mm-hmm. um and then i came back home and most people don't know this just because i don't share it because i don't feel like it's like everybody's business um, we have our monthly party version, which was on the 15th, which was also the same day as my dad's uh, service. So that whole time period, like look, even looking back at my calendar, I'm looking like I did so much shit. Yeah, you did. While all this was going on. Um, and we oddly already when i tell you we were on our shit for this podcast like we were on our shit so we already had this episode planned out before any of this happened Mm -hmm. and tommy asked was it something that you still want to talk about and i did because again i think as creatives we always see the upside of things Mm -hmm. and we don't really see um the downside and i think a lot of people who know me as a person i'm I might be giving myself too much credit, but I think that in a lot of my friend groups, I'm like the strong friend Mm -hmm. or the friend who has the answers. So I think it was a lot for people to like, nobody really knew what to do, I guess. Yes. Um, Because when I deal with things, I kind of just get closed off. So I just, I don't think anybody really knew how to handle me in that situation. I guess that's fair to say. That's fair to say. I think when people pass away, what can you really say to someone that's going to make them feel any type of way besides sadness? Right. There's nothing you really can say. Yeah. I think a lot of times people feel like, oh, I have to say something. I need to say something. But sometimes just being there, like just being in the presence not saying anything at all just literally being right there helps but also and we were talking about this too it's okay I don't feel like I can ever slow down Mm -hmm. um that's a big thing that I recognize as an issue with me I feel like I worked really hard to get where I am Mm -hmm. and I do everything for the most part myself so I feel like if I slow down and I stop, there's going to be nobody else fighting for me. And also we live in the age of social media. So I feel like if I lose a presence online that nobody is going to care anymore. So it's hard managing like real life things when you feel like you also have a, your, the internet is your job. Yeah. In a sense. And part of your job is to make other people feel good no matter what you're going through. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you can you can understand that, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, first, I want to thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing this because I feel like even as your best friend, we haven't really talked about it much mm-hmm. because I want to respect 
the way that you grieve um, and not ask you all these questions because that's not my role as your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is anything you want to ask me, you can. I don't think I want to ask you something because I, because I've been through something. Mm-hmm. Like I lost my dad. Oh wow, it's been like years, maybe like ten plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, it's crazy to think it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did the same shit that you did. Like I was like, "Fuck this! I don't have time to sit in my emotions." Mm-hmm. And I just like went back to school because I was still in school, and then. I was moving around so much and I remember just like feeling like I couldn't be sad Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I feel like so many people just don't care and all they're going to do is say, oh, I'm sorry for your loss, but they don't know what to do afterwards. How, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do with that? Except like, remember the hurt. So it's just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so that was, so I felt, so I feel like I had a level of understanding of what you were going through and the need to keep moving, even if you may need to not move <laughs> for a second. Um, I mean, I think it's, for me, it's important to be vulnerable because I think I get a lot of message from kids who say that they like look up to me and things. Mm-hmm. And I think my social media, generally, I am a very like happy person. I can tend to see, like, the positive in things. There's going to be moments where, like, if I have an attitude, I'm pissed off and I'm just going to be, like, very, like, pessimistic about things. Mm -hmm. But then give me, like, an hour and a half, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes we just don't talk about things. And there's still people who don't know, like, what's going on. And I think it's because I don't want to be, like, I don't want to have to relive it Mm -hmm. every time. Um, I don't want to, there's people who don't have certain boundaries and they ask so many questions that I don't mm-hmm. want to answer. Or um, that you haven't even start to unpack yourself. Yeah. And I think it's cause I'm in party atmosphere so much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that at like a club. Yeah. But then also sometimes people have to understand that as artists, I'm very vulnerable in my work mm-hmm. and Sometimes people have to come to the realization that I don't know you as well as you know me. Right. So from listening to my music, you may feel connected and you may feel like you know a lot about me, but I cannot say the same for you Mm -hmm. as a person that I just know from being out in the scene. So I may not want to have those conversations And I think sometimes when you do not respond to people in a way that they want you to respond, they they take it personal, especially with highly sensitive topics. Um, So I find myself just wanting to, like, not be out. Yeah. But I I think you bring up a good point about people feeling the sense that you owe them something. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, I don't owe you anything this is something that I have to experience for myself and as a person who says that they care about me and who's my friend you should respect these boundaries that I'm setting into place and one thing that I wish that I had that you had is this level of vulnerability because I don't like being vulnerable it is like I will avoid emotions at any fucking cost (laughs) um and I think one of the, the biggest things that I regret in my life is the fact that I didn't go to my dad's funeral mm-hmm. and I, I don't know why, like 
I, I know why, because it's fucking hard as shit. <laughs> and I haven't even gone to this burial site, and it's been so many years. And I was recently having a conversation with my mom about, like, how I'm starting to forget him and how much that hurts me because I'm not crying, y'all. I'm just getting emotional. But how much that hurts me because I don't want to forget. Mm-hmm. But it's been so many years, and it's so many things he's missed, and I'm, like, a completely different person. person. And I was talking to her about, like, I don't even know if he would be okay with who I am. And that hurts too, to not have been able to share that with him. And even if it was like, at the end of the day, I feel like he would have been like in his bag, maybe for a second, but like Mm -hmm. still loved me no matter what. Of course. Um, And so I just, with grief, I think people think it's like this one time thing. You feel it after it happens, but it's a continuous thing. And I oftentimes like, think about people close to me passing away. I don't know if other people think this. It might mm-hmm. just be me. But I think about this and like, what will be my next steps? Because I, a while ago, my mom was in and out of the hospital getting mm-hmm. surgery and stuff. And I was like, Lord, if I lose my mom, what, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. Like, I can't I can't take Function, that L. Yeah. Um, and so I just think when you told me about your dad and another friend of mine's dad passed away, I just was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I was not ready. It's like, it started to bring up shit for me too. And then like, how can I deal with my shit, but also be there for my friends who need me right now in a way that's productive for them. So grief is just a shitty feeling. I think it's important that you said it's not a, um, it's not a one-time thing. I think the biggest realization that I had to come to was this is going to be like the year of firsts and I have to explain to, well, I don't have to do anything. I'm trying to get out of the habit of saying I have to do. I love how you always correct Um, yourself. Cause it's such a habit, but I know I'm getting in the habit of trying to express to people that like even something as small as the 4th of July, we're not like a super patriotic family, Mm -hmm. but like every 4th of July, like my dad cooked out on the grill Mm. And it's little things where it's like, I don't want to go. I I think it's important to say that it's not a one-time thing because people who aren't in it Mm -hmm. and haven't experienced it, to them it's like, oh my God, you went through this trauma. I'm sorry. Back to life. Right. It'd be like, this just happened a week ago. Yeah. And they forget that it's like... um. I had marked in my calendar, even though it's already there, like Father's Day. So I didn't forget it because I was mm-hmm. like, I already knew what I wanted to get my dad mm-hmm. for Father's Day. So it's like having to deal with that for the first time directly after. Mm-hmm. Um, things that you're just used to as a family. Right. Not, you know, it's just like you have to get used to it for the first time. Yeah. And becoming like we talked about in the last episode like becoming desensitized to things as like a people i think we just expect people to like get over and move on this ain't instagram like i can't just scroll past it right like it's something that i have to deal with and there may be periods of time where like i'm good for a week or i may be good for an hour Mm -hmm. and then i might just like have a moment and i don't think people i don't know that it's people don't want to deal with it or they just don't know how to deal with it i think it's the how part mostly but i like when you talk about the 4th of july it's even like you could smell a scent Mm 
you mm-hmm. can hear a song and it just makes you think like everything. think about them and that's why I would like when people see me I don't I feel like I go through a level of emotion throughout the day mm-hmm. like a bitch be real happy as fuck <laughs> then all of a sudden I'm like sad and quiet for an hour mm-hmm. and it's because I'm triggered on a daily basis because mm-hmm. I lost my grandfather I lost my cousin I lost my my dad and I've lost so some of you don't know this I'm really getting real personal today but like my dad who died is the one who raised me, but my, what I like to call my sperm donor is still alive. But for me, that is also a death that has happened because we haven't had a relationship in so long. I don't know who this person yes. is at mm-hmm. all. And for me, it brings up people, death brings up for me abandonment. Mm-hmm. And I feel abandoned by all of these people. And I feel angry at them but I also felt sadness mm-hmm. and I don't know how to always like deal with that shit <laughs> in yeah. a productive way. And people want to just always say, Oh, like I hate when people like, Oh, if you want to be happy, you just got to choose happiness. I'm like, bitch, I'm trying, but life telling me right now that happiness ain't going to happen the way that I want it to be. I think that's true on a certain extent. I think that's like, if you're, that's true. And like, okay, I don't like my job. I need to find a job where I can choose happiness. But to say like choose happiness when you're going through something like that is it doesn't it doesn't fall into the same category. Exactly. But I feel like a lot of people are always talking about, oh, if you want to be happy, all you have to do is like be positive, be positive. But it's like sometimes it's hard to be positive because I'm going through all these things like like we talk about grief isn't a one-time thing i'm always grieving i'm always worried about who i'm gonna have to grieve next right and just dealing with like the being black being queer being a a perceived woman Mm -hmm. like the threats all these things that go along with that it's not just easy to be positive all the time and maybe because i'm a negative bitch too (laughs) i'm a sad negative bitch (laughs) I, i can recognize that about myself um do you think that the grief that you've went through in the past has permanently affected your life? Like, is there any way that you can, well, I, let me rephrase that question. Cause I know the answer to that question. Do you find any positive aspects? If that makes sense? Like, let me give an example. So I knowing that like I'm pushing for my music and things, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is really hard that I don't have my father here, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I now have one more entity pushing for me yes for the universe to work in my direction um do you find it hard to have that thought process yes because i think it also goes to like my spiritual alignment Mm -hmm. it's not there right now okay like i definitely believe there is a higher being but when you're not connected to this to spirituality it's hard to believe that there's another entity or a spirit pushing you. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, where I'm at in my life right now, I need physical. I need you to be Mm -hmm. right here with me, talking to me and walking me, like not walking me through it, but like just being there. Um, There there are definitely times when I do feel like, like when when I first lost my dad, it was times where I really felt like he was there. Mm -hmm. But like, like I mentioned earlier, like, this feeling of his memory fleeting from me has made it harder. And I've noticed recently that I've tried to disconnect 
so much from my feelings that even when I'm by myself, I don't, I, I don't think about anything. Right. It's like nothing there. And it's because I'm so, I don't want to say I'm dead inside, but like it is <laughs> in like a way. Emotionally detached. I'm so, I'm so emotionally detached from like other people, from myself and I can feel it and it feels so shitty, but I don't know how to fix it. I think it's important to realize that. Um, I was talking, Trill and I were leaving a panel discussion yesterday, and I was telling her, I was like, you know, I think I have, like, whatever, whatever day off next week, and I was like, I'm going to turn my phone off, and I'm going to, like, I don't know, I have this connection with water. My brother makes fun of me because I take, like, two or three showers a day. Um, But I just, like, love water. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take this day and go to the beach because I look at it, and it's like, it's now the middle of July, and I literally have not stopped mm-hmm. um, in like a month and some change. But I think having that realization is like, even if it's just a day, like we have to be. Now, this is the one time I am going to say we have <laughs> to. We have to be good to ourselves. And sometimes that is not letting other people know, or it can be letting other people know, like, hey, I just need to chill today. Like, I just need this time to myself. Or it can be like, I don't need to tell anybody anything. I just need to go do what the fuck I'm doing. Right. But I think having that having that knowledge that you're detached, mm-hmm. it can either lead you to find the answers to reconnect, or at least you can just stay present enough with it at all times to know, like, this is something I need to work on. Yeah. It may not be something that you need to address right now, but it's something that... um you need to work on and it can just be hard i know even like coming to new york directly after like and i and i know i didn't tell you this i was like so i don't even know why i got angry but i was so mad because when i got off the bus and i was coming to your house Mm -hmm. when i was on the subway there was like a little kid and his dad sitting across from me and i was like i was just so mad i was like this child hasn't done anything to me but it was just like i just had so much anger Mm because it's like and when everything first happened I was even it's not their fault but I was like upset with my brothers because I'm like I'm the youngest sibling Mm -hmm. so I was like I felt cheated like I didn't get the opportunity to have the time or the memories and everything that they had with him but it's like even moving forward they always would have had more because I was older I mean they were older Mm -hmm. but it was just like in that moment I was like I and you know this like I think I just got to a point in my life like almost a year ago where I was like I forgave everybody in my life for things that they didn't know that they did to me Mm -hmm. I guess so even I was just in there's a lot of time that I didn't spend with my parents Mm -hmm. and it's not even anything that was like directly their fault it was just things that I didn't know how to deal with and I blame them for that might not have been their fault So within this last year, I just knew, like, that was something I wanted to work on. Yeah. And I think being conscious of knowing what you want to work on and not getting the opportunity to, like, do it is shitty. Facts. And then having to, like, deal with everyday life on top of it and not being able to just, like, it's hard not being able to hit the pause button. Yes. Like, there is no pause button. There is no pause button in life. I need someone to invent that. Like, time. Yeah. Just pause. 
pause for a second. I don't even think I need time to freeze because in the time that we in right now, like I don't want this time to freeze. We can fast forward through this part, <laughs> like the condition of the world. Yeah. But um, it's just, I don't know. It's It's hard, but how do you feel like, because I know you may not feel like it, but from me looking at you, I feel like you handle things very well. Like I feel like you kind of like, that's not bullshit. They just mouth bullshit. <laughs> I think you do, like you kind of roll with the punches, which even if it's not how you feel on the outside, that's how it comes across. That it's like your favorite word is, oh shit, fuck. And then you keep moving. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you may not feel the same inside, but I think even when things are thrown at you, you're like, okay, where do we go from here? I, I think that I think that I don't handle things well. And the reason I think I don't handle things well is because I internalize so many things. Mm-hmm. And I just, I got this little lock in my body and I just lock all my feelings in there and mm-hmm. stuff it deep down. Um, but I do think because I do that I'm able to separate my emotions from like logical things Mm. and just move from a place of logic instead of a place of emotion um I don't know how good that is or how healthy that (laughs) is as a person but that's what I do um I think that you are similar to me or perceived similar to me when you because I feel like you handle things well like you like you said, you're always the go-to person, like the strong one. And so I feel like you're able to navigate through things. But I also feel like it's similar to me that you just stuff it all in the box and be like, I'm going to deal with this when I deal with Later. it. <laughs> like, yeah. just not today. Um, I think that's definitely true. I think I deal with things. I think in the moment a switch turns on and I'm just like, I have to have the responsibility of like calling the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people hate when people tie things to astrology, but I think it just very much comes from like being an Aries and watching my, like none of my family is very assertive. Like my father was very quiet. My mother is very like quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, my brothers aren't as quiet, but they don't always say the things they want to say right away Mm -hmm. where I am very much like I'm gonna say what the hell is in the forefront of my mind and if it ain't right I'll 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 apologize later but at this point in time I act off of emotion Mm. so I think my biggest thing is I've always felt responsible for everybody else in my life so when things happen I initially am like I have to protect everybody around me I don't matter at this point. I have to protect everybody else around me. Um, I and then I, that same way. And then I deal with my shit whenever. Yeah. Which I, may not be healthy. Right. But that's just what it is. But you bring up a good point. I think I love talking about astrology. But I think it's the Virgo in me that wants to like clean shit up mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, this is how we're going to make this happen. Right. I'm like, I feel like I'm very solution oriented when it comes to shit hitting the fan and like I'm always trying to help other people but I don't help myself in the same way um and I think that just goes back to like childhood stuff of like having these very like traumatic experiences in my life and still having to like move forward because mm-hmm. having a pity party ain't gonna make 
Ain't gonna do nothing. Ain't gonna do nothing for me. Right. And I think it's um I know there's somebody listening out there that's just like at some point in time it's been like, have either one of y'all bitches tried therapy? Yes. <laughs> I think it's important also to not only Yes, therapy is important, but it's also to understand that everybody doesn't always have the access yes. to to go to therapy. Um so sometimes it's not that we don't want to. It's just that we may not have the means or the access to do it at this point in time. Yeah, because I was definitely going to therapy uh, therapy when I was working. Mm-hmm. But my therapist was, um, how much was it? Like $55 a session. Mm-hmm. I can't, and I was going to her every week. I can't afford that if I don't have a job. job right. And that just, it shows how much things are embedded into capitalism. Mm-hmm. And like for me to have a better life, I need to have for me to get the help that I need. I need money. Right. Like I, I can do yoga at home, right. but it's not the same as going to a space with someone who's trained. Like I can't pay them. Right. I can't do these things that are going to help in my growth necessarily. And when it comes to that, but also just like, I feel like I appreciate time with myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I know I, I'm disconnected from my body, but like still, being with myself also helps me heal Mm -hmm. because if you I think it's so important to know yourself and to learn yourself and learn your habits and your triggers and I think I'm able to do that self-work without necessarily engaging with someone else I can see that I think I do a, a combination of both um, I use Twitter as my therapist sometimes <laughs> and certain ones of my friends are always like, bitch, if you don't get off Twitter. But I also I always want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. So I want to be transparent with other people like when I'm going through things like, OK, this is what I'm going through. Yeah. And I don't do it because I feel like I owe it to anybody. I just do it because I feel like it's real. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I'm going through at this moment. And then maybe somebody can be like, I know what you're going through. We can talk it like we can talk it out, be good, and then I can move on. It's also very healing to speak something out mm-hmm. loud and it being shared with yeah. someone else. Because like a lot of the times I think we get into this mindset of like, I am the only person in this fucking mm-hmm. world going through this sh- bullshit right yeah. now. But then you hear somebody like, oh, no, that shit happened to me. And you're like, right. OK, it's not just me. Like it's happening to people who look like me, who don't look like me. And that's that's comforting in and a it's way. important to and know. it's so yeah it is so important that we talk it out loud say it out loud and try to like bounce shit off of each other um i think something that you brought up was about like how we deal with things and so like thinking of all the shit that we're going through like what is something that you're committed to do for like your own self-care um i ain't finna lie and be fake right now <laughs> i you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, Valid. One of the things that I was talking, like, the reason I was kind of, like, talking out loud, like, oh, I, I say things to people kind of so, like, I hold myself accountable because I haven't been, like, taking care of myself, like, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, emotionally. So I know that I have to take at least a day to kind of, like, get back but even I don't I can't remember if I said this to you, but I just know I was like, my mind is so foggy. Like mm-hmm. I keep forgetting things. And it's like I I don't know. I'm usually not to toot my own horn, but I'm usually <laughs> on my shit. Mm-hmm. Like a bitch has calendars 
planners, books, lists, mm-hmm. like, and I've just literally been, like you said, going through the motions to a point that where it's like, oh shit, I haven't promoted this party that happens in two days. Like, fuck, is anybody going to come? Mm-hmm. Um, or I was supposed to s- return this W9 for this event and I haven't done it and now I've m- missed the deadline. Mm-hmm. So I know that I have to kind of um, take the time to just like literally stop and reset. Yeah. Like just sit and do nothing and just let kind of like everything go in a way that works for me and then get back i think it's important for me to get back one thing at a time i can't jump back into everything the way that i was doing it because Mm -hmm. i didn't get into that groove all at once Mm -hmm. i built it Mm -hmm. so now it's kind of just like i am it's kind of like playing what's that game with the blocks called jenga yes it's kind of like playing jenga so like life done pulled the straw that collapsed my blocks so now I have to build everything back up one by one. That's a bomb ass analogy. So yeah, I'll be trying. <laughs> that, that's where I'm at right now. So I'm I'm being kind to myself too and I'm learning how to say no. Yes. To things and I'm learning how to be transparent and be like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie and say that I have something going on. <laughs> I just can't do it. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Um so yeah, I'm just conscious of that and I'm rebuilding. I love that. I think I think you bring up such a good point about telling people no. And I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about people wanting an explanation. Mm-hmm. And it's the faster that people get out of this mindset of like me owing them something because you are my friend or my associate, the faster we can just, you know, get along, the better we can get along. Because I feel as though there have been times when I've told people no and they've gotten upset with me about like, you never want to do anything with me, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm hurting right now. And sometimes, yes, I may feel like that an hour before, but then an hour later, it's a no-go for me. And I need you to like respect that and understand like the space that I'm in. Right. And people always want to take things personally. Personally, And it's like, no, I'm doing this for me because if I don't do it, I'm going to go into this space with you and, It'd be a terrible experience and I'm going to hate myself for going, knowing that I needed to stay home. So when I think of like self-care for me, I think it's more so just about, like you said, being kind to myself and forgiving myself. Because a lot of times I'm very, I'm a very critical person Mm -hmm. of not only myself, but people around me. Um, And what I'm learning to do is to be less critical and be more grateful of where I've come. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I forget like, I've done a lot of great shit in my life. And, okay. <laughs> and I think when bad shit happens, we just want to focus on the on bad that. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to unlearn this concept of like these negative things happening to me are the sum of who I am rather than like, yeah, bad shit happens, but good shit happens. And I've done so much that I, I should be proud of and should applaud myself for. Um so I think that's like what I'm doing kind of it's weird right now <laughs> I think we're also like in a way socialized as black people to hold on to the negatives and turn them into positives mm. so it's like oh I am 
a welfare recipient who turned their life around and now a CEO. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's always rooted in the shit. it's always rooted in the negativity. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes that we hold on to the negative things. And I've learned to like erase that, like to let go. And I've also learned to not hold myself to like a standard of accomplishments because Cheryl said an amazing thing yesterday at our panel discussion. Like once you reach a certain level, if that's as far as you can go, where do you go from there? Mm. So it's just really like reminding yourself to be kind to yourself and know that your journey isn't going to mirror anybody else's. Mm, So you just have to do what's best for you. And I wanted to tie into what you said. Sometimes people you need to respect that if I don't want to do something, I'm telling you no, because Mm -hmm. I may not want to explain it in that point in time, because you may be the type of person who doesn't know the boundaries and you'll then want to pry information from me that I'm not ready to give. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to say, I don't want to go because I'm having a bad day. It's just, Hey, I don't think I'm going to go. Right. And people need, and I am, I think you made me remember how guarded of a person I am when I, this is getting real personal, but when mm-hmm. I think about like my previous relationship, mm-hmm. common things that all my partners have said to me is like, you don't share yourself with me. And I, and I've found this out in therapy. Like I don't share myself with people. I think the person who knows most about me is probably you yeah. and maybe a sprinkle of, of other people. Yeah. Um, but I don't share who I am with people because I don't know what they'll do with that information. And I don't always know how to unpack it and for you to be mad at me because i tell you no mm-hmm. makes me not want to share with Try you at with you. all yeah. because you can't take this no for what it is and if you knew me as a person you would know this no means either i'm tired as fuck or i need this time to myself right and if you wait it maybe i'll come back and actually tell you what's right. up and instead I, of you prying it out of me and i was gonna say i think because i know you the way that i do it's like I understand the things like I understand your actions Mm. Um, and even like especially with people I know the reasons why you're so guarded and it's completely valid and I think sometimes because people don't know situations they take things personal Mm -hmm. and the moral of the story is everybody has a past before we came into their lives exactly and we do not know what that is and it is not up to us to pry into those people's past it's if they choose to share it Mm -hmm. so in that meantime in the between time you kind of have to take i think i'm also very along with being assertive i think now this might just be me being like happy in mm-hmm. my expression, but I think a lot of times I sit back and I watch people. Definitely. So I understand things. Cause I think there's even things that you, when you've said certain things to me, I'm like, Oh, well that explains why you do X, Y, and Z. Because I, I, I've just always had to, in my life, I've always had to, here we go with like the <laughs> welfare creed. <laughs> I've always had to like piece things together yeah um like i was never a good student in school i never understood things like they had to be explained to me or if they weren't explained i was just like okay i have to figure this out on my own Mm -hmm. i have to make the uh the connection and then tie it all back Mm -hmm. so i think i'm very much like that with people Mm. and that's why i think when i was in school sociology was my major because i was like i like to understand 
the reasons why people do the things they do, not for my selfish gain, just to further understand people and to understand how to interact with people. Because mm-hmm. in sociology, you learn about people and you learn about like how the people and the systems interact. And it's mm-hmm. just like, it's a beautiful thing. It is. If, it, if it's done correctly mm-hmm. and the information is used for positive. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Facts. Bruh. This wasn't as heavy. I mean, yeah. it was, it was. I feel like we, we, you know, balance it out, you know. Well. I agree. I think um, we kind of touched on this, but I don't know if you want to go uh, deeper in how your identities impact the way that you deal with grief. Mm. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. No, we can go there. Um, I think, wow, I hate stereotypes, but. I do feel like I adhere to the stereotype of like strong black human. I won't say woman, but you know, you know how the saying goes. Humane. Um, and so I feel as though I've always had to be strong, and so because of because I'm black, and I also think because I'm queer too. Because when people see what they perceive as weakness or vulnerabilities, they want to use that against you. And mm-hmm. I and I have a huge fear of people having power over me specifically because there's so many systems that already have like this kind of power over me so if i can control it i i try to so that's why i that's a part of why i'm so guarded because i'm not supposed to be these things according to society i'm not supposed to be emotional um and for some people, that's not their cup of tea because I come off like a real bitch. And <laughs> I'd be like, you know, it is what it is, bro. Like, you don't have to stick around. Um, but yeah, if, in a nutshell, that's what I think. That's like the biggest thing for me and my identities. I think like piggybacking off of that, I take it. <laughs> if y'all hear things in the background, <laughs> shout okay. out to, to Big Improv Group in Baltimore. We were... Record our podcast. At, this is actually the perfect time to kind of like soften the moment. Yeah. We um we record our podcast at Big Improv Studio or a Big Improv Group in Baltimore. So there is improv going on around us all the time, and sometimes it leaks into the studio. Um, it just so happens that this is such a somber topic. Right. You can really hear it coming through right now. But I love it though. Just in case, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminds us that like life is still going on. Yeah. But with what you were saying, I think coming from a, a non-vulnerable family, mm. that is the reason why I am so vulnerable because it was taught to me like nobody knows what's going on outside of this house. This is our business only. And it was like, if they know, then it's kind of like a weakness. Mm-hmm. But I have, I guess I've always wanted to even have my weaknesses as strengths. So... If I already tell you all that's going on with me, there's nothing you can hold against me. Yeah. Because, but that's, that's for me. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Everybody is not like that. Yeah. Um, so that is, that is the way that I deal with things. That but was poetic. Like, I mean, that that's even with my music. I'm like, I touch on things in music that sometimes I can't say in conversations, mm-hmm. but it's like, I feel like I have to get it out. Yeah. Outlets are so important. I think that's why I use poetry. And like just like writing in general and journaling because it, it it allows me to be as vulnerable as I want to be without critique, 
um, and without people like throwing it in my face. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to be that vulnerable and see my vulnerabilities as strengths. Um, Cause I like the term weakness just doesn't sit right with me. Opportunities. I learned that from jobs. You, you have strengths and you have opportunities, never yeah. weaknesses. But I think we use that so much to like devalue people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like that word. Just like how I don't like marginalized folks. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I just don't know another word. Know. It's just so ingrained in my vocabulary that I have to, I use it. I don't have to, but I use it. I love that. Because I'm, I'm at this point, spade to spade, I'm lazy and I've yet to find a synonym for it. <laughs> um, but I think that this was a, a positive episode. Yeah. Um, it was a real episode. I think sometimes people have to be reminded that they're not the only ones dealing with things. Mm-hmm. There I go again. Sometimes it is great for people to be reminded that they're not the only ones dealing with things. And just take it like literally not even day by day. Take that shit hour by hour. Right. Like if you're feeling it one minute and then the next minute you're not, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to have that, but also take note of the energy that is around you. Mm-hmm. I think a important thing to touch on before we like finish this episode is who we allow to give energy to okay. and who we allow to receive energy from because every interaction that we have with a person is an exchange of energy, rather that be positive or negative or in between. And I think when you're really going through something, you have to protect your energy and it's okay to, for I'm, I'm in the spirit of like cutting people off. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Retweet. So like, if this, like you said earlier, if someone is not providing you good energy or they make you feel some type of way when you share a space with them, that is energy you need to let the fuck go. And I think as adults, we have to be okay with being let the fuck go. Sometimes your energy is just toxic or sometimes your energy is not what is suitable for another person. And I think a, a big thing that we touched on in this episode is don't take it personal. Like okay. that, hashtag don't take it personal. Hashtag. Everything is not about you. And the like when we start to think outside of ourselves, I think that's true empathy um, and growth as a person. Mm-hmm. So that's just like some things I wanted to add in. And I agree with that because even there's I'm. <laughs> it seems like I'm doing a lot of dragging through the mud, but I Drag swear em. I'm not. Um, I've had to explain to people, especially like within the last couple of months, this is not about you. Yes. Um, if I am a certain way or you're getting a certain type of energy from me or whatever, like it is not about you, mm-hmm. but it does go to show me that you do not care mm-hmm. with your actions right. because you are more concerned about how things are affecting you and how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis when everything is pretty decent in your life Mm -hmm. you care about that more than how i feel when i'm grieving or going through something Mm -hmm. so sometimes now i was not raised in the church but i did go to church on the good old plays of tyler perry Mm medea now and medea goes to jail there is a scene where medea says people are in your life for a season and they gave the analogy that people are trees Mm -hmm. some people are roots 
they are meant to be there and some people are leaves on a tree yes they change with the seasons they fall off and they die i have come to terms with the fact of it being okay to let people go people are here to teach you a lesson and just because we are no longer connected or share the same energy that we once did we contrary to popular belief we do not have to hate each other it's no beef over here okay i just don't i do not care okay there are people who literally have done crazy shit to me in the past me holding on to that only like exhausts me so sometimes you have to let people go and i will go on record and say you do not owe anybody an explanation Contrary to what anybody says, if it is no longer servicing you in a way that is healthy to your life, to your environment, to your everyday, you do not owe people an explanation for letting them go. And that's that on that. Yes. I'm happy to be a root, though. I'm a rooted bitch. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be a real ass bitch. Majority of everybody in my life has been in my life for years. Like, we were just talking about this. I think, like... The newest person in my life even has been in my life since like three years ago, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like, shout out to the leaves. Y'all are cute. Y'all, y'all served cute. y'all purpose. Because yes. at the end of the day, you still taught me a lesson about myself. But I'm I'm into water and my roots. Yes. What? Yes. Oh, okay. my God. What are your roots? Okay. I'm into it. water and my roots. Oh, my goodness. And shit, I can water on a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining us for another episode of bitch web podcast yes um oh are we done we're wrapping it up yeah i feel like we i mean we're good yeah we're good okay um you can follow us on instagram at bitch web podcast yes um you can follow my personal instagram at honey charcoal and where can they find you at chaotic um you can find me on instagram at chaotic couture that's k-o-t-i-c-c-o-u-t-u-r-e and you can find our email um in the the link link of instagram don't forget to um like rate subscribe all that on apple music um apple podcast i'm sorry um let them know you like us okay let us know you like us exactly and the last thing i want to know is Thank y'all for like going on this vulnerable ass journey yes. with us. If you've made it this far, let us know. Right. We was in our bag this episode. <laughs> it's a reusable, recyclable shopping bag. Trying to save the earth. Bye. Hey, we'll see y'all next week.